Hey, welcome to E-Crime Bites, Season 2, Episode 8. This is Socially Engineered Reward Points with Shirig Patel. And there's a couple twists there. One is social engineering, which we've talked about before, and is pretty interesting in this case. And we're also talking about reward points, which is a new monetary unit that we haven't really seen on our podcast yet that hackers are going to use in order to make money. And they use it in a few different ways. It's pretty interesting. We're going to walk you through them. So the technology here is pretty simple. One is social engineering, and that's just humans tricking humans to do different things on computers. And that's pretty much it. The other is key loggers. And key loggers is an application where you can put on your computer or you can put on your phone that its main purpose is just to record whatever human input comes into it. For most of the time, doesn't really matter, right? If I'm out there surfing cats and looking at cat pictures on, you know, Google images, not a real big deal if, if somebody can see me doing that. But, but if I were logging into a very highly secure sensitive system, like you're going to see in this case, and I type my username and then I type my password in between my cat picture browsing, that's going to be saved by a keylogger. And that's where a keylogger sh shines is it saves information like that into a file where an attacker then can use that in order to impersonate you and go into the same accounts you would. Here are the crime, I guess we're gonna say plural crimes. There's a lot of them. There's conspiracy, there is wire fraud, there's aggravated identity theft and computer fraud. And it's all done by this, I'm going to say an insider. He wasn't an insider always, but he was an insider at one point, meaning he worked at the hotel called Choice Hotels. They're a chain. And his name was Shirik Patel. I told you that up front. Now, the victim is that hotel company, Choice Hotels. And if you've never heard of them, just the real quick 10 cent tour, they have thousands of hotels in more than 40 countries. So they're not just your mom and pop hotel. They're all over the place. You've probably either stayed in one or at least seen one when you've even just driven to work. And I picked this case because I just thought the reward aspect of it was pretty interesting. We may see a few more of these down the line, but this is the first one I ran into in this case. It just interests me right off the bat. So I thought, let's make an episode on it. Now, this week's episode, we're going to have four acts for you. The first one, which is today, Monday. Oh, God, I love the name on this one. Act one is drugs and spyware. Act two, which is going to be Tuesday, that's the hack. And we're going to talk about a little more in depth about what he did in order to get the information that they try to monetize later. Wednesday, which is act three, this is going to be spyware detected. It's the point where the hotel company said, hey, um, we found something strange here. We think something strange is going on. And it makes the days numbered for the criminals here. And then our last act, act number four, will bring you the arrest and sentencing. So with that, let's go ahead and just jump into act one, which is drugs and spyware. And to do that, I'm going to introduce you to our star of this episode. His name is Shirig Patel. And like any great American, he liked drugs. And drugs aren't free. They require money. So he went on a crime spree in order to make money for his drugs. I also saw him claim that in addition to the drugs as being the reason why he did this 
crime spree. He also said that once he started it, he was quote unquote pressured into continuing it. Now there was no elaboration on what that means. Okay. So I had to kind of guess on what this could mean. And I kind of thought maybe he's saying the bad guys that he was working for basically said, nope. Or <clears throat> well, imagine like end of the day, Tony Soprano wants to retire. Right. And then his criminal buddies were like, nope, nope. That's not how it works. Once you're in, you're in for life. Just like Tony Soprano. That's kind of how I imagine it. But again, there was no elaboration. He just said he was pressured into continuing this scheme. So that's why it went on for so long. So let's specifically see what happened here. So I'm going to give you a date. It's June 22nd, 2018. And this is the date that Patel purchased this application called PC Tattletale. And it's all one word. It's the brand name of this software program. Now on this date, and we're going to laugh. I, I don't know. I think his, his email addresses here, Seth, they're pretty funny. The as email know, addresses are fantastic. The email addresses it, should have their own episode. As a, and they, they just kind of ratchet up as they go further into them. So I'm just going to warn you with that. So we got our first email address here where PC Tattletale is sending him a receipt when he bought it. And it's called I got juice man eight at gmail.com. And I was like, not yeah, seven, kind of a- not nine, eight, eight. So PC Tattletale, if you can't tell by the name of it, it's software that when installed will do that key logging stuff that I told you about at the very beginning of this act, which is it runs so that the user doesn't know what's running and then it records what the user is doing at the computer. So in most circumstances, all you really care about are the key keys that are pressed. So we call it a key logger, but some of these will even give you, you know, pictures of what the person sees at the time, you know, maybe snapshot it every couple minutes or something along those lines. So even though we're just talking about usernames and passwords in this episode, do know what we're describing you here. There's a lot more to this technology. Now for our video viewers, I'm going to pop up a screen for you, which is just the website of PC Tattletale. All I did was Google it and I went to their website and I screen captured it at the time I was researching this episode, which is within the last month. So this is, what they say about themselves. They say we're the number one employee in child monitoring software, protect your business and family, monitor social media, text messages, email, web browsing, video games, and more catch dishonest employee theft of leaking information. I'm sorry. I'll say that again. Catch dishonest employee theft and leaking of information records, Android and windows hundred percent undetectable 60 day money back guarantee. And if you're wondering why I'm reading most of this is we do have audio only listeners that don't see this picture. So this is what they say about themselves. This isn't even what Keith and Seth say about them. They, they are basically like, when you put our software on here, we can see everything and we're recording everything. That's what that page is telling you. Now, a couple months later in August, there's another purchase. Why don't you tell us about that one, Seth? Sure. So in August, uh, our, our hero, Shirag Patel, he purchased another spot monitoring software called Spyrix. So um, that was purchased and the uh, e-receipt was sent to, this one's less awesome, cptrance at Gmail. And that's a, similarly, uh, it's a key logging software that when installed, records and logs all keystrokes to a designated application for remote viewing, 
Okay. We also learn from the court documents that later on, back in December of 2018, so several months after, uh, an executable file for the Spyrix software was saved to the Google Drive associated with that email. So that was at a point where uh, Shirag must have actually kind of staged the actual Spyrix tool to be deployed at a later point. So what I did is I pulled their website, just like I pulled the other website. This had a lot more information on it. So I thought without prompting you what to say, Seth, I put these pictures on here and even indicated that you should talk about them to see what you would say about them. Because as you go further into the website, more interesting content is given to you in my opinion. So. Yeah, and I mean, just reading this into different functionalities of Spyrix, it's kind of scary. I worked very closely with privacy attorneys uh, in my day job, and, you know, we were very careful as to what we are allowed or not allowed to do. This would definitely not pass muster in many jurisdictions around the world. So Spyrix personal monitor will allow for invisible remote monitoring of user activities that include monitoring via secure web account. Keylogger, so your keystroke logging, things like Facebook or WhatsApp or Skype or email. And that's interesting because specifically WhatsApp is supposed to be ephemeral messaging, which means it's by design supposed to be super secure. The message goes away right away. But if you have keystroke login, you get to see it. Screenshot capture. So somebody does something, you can actually get a screenshot of what they were literally seeing on their screen. Uh, live screen and webcam reviewing, which is literally spying on that user's activity via the built-in uh, webcam. Uh, continuous screen and webcam recording. You can see what they're doing over a period of time. Literally see the screens. Face recognition, which has to violate several laws, right? I mean, you didn't give your permission to, to do that, even if you work for a corporation. Um, and don't worry, it works for Mac as well, uh, not just on Windows. So they even have yeah. a free version of it. They do. And they even have like this enterprise employee monitoring version. Yes. So not even like the personal version, you got sort of this professional version. Yeah. They even say you don't even need an IT department or no server even to work on this, which is kind of weird. I guess they have some kind of SaaS situation here. Um, they even have a tool for your Android phone. Notice I don't have one for the Mac phones. Um, that's by design, I guess. You can't really do it on a Mac. But you can look for SMS text messages, call detail, web activity, GPS location, Skype, WhatsApp, Viber, which I'm not familiar with, Jones. you got to fill me in. Facebook, I, Snapchat, all features, all available. So what I just showed you is kind of, for our audio listeners, you can imagine your typical commercial website of buying software where it's kind of very simplistic, flashy, just e-commerce-ish looking. So then I scrolled down a little further and on the same exact website, it's kind of like this, just almost going back to a different era. And it starts out with like key loggers in the law, key loggers and parental control, key loggers and employees control. And basically, you know, all these things are arguments on, you know, key loggers are completely illegal. If you have admin on the computer, you can capture all you want and so forth. So Seth, when I got done capturing all those pictures that I just showed you, which is the, I'd say the commercial side of the website where it was, Hey, all these great features you get to buy and use on our spyware. But at the bottom, it was almost like this website made a shift. And it was just this black and white 
text. And I wouldn't even call it the fine print because it wasn't even that small. It was it was big enough where I went, what is this? And I started reading it, but I screen captured it. And this is the point, Seth, where I'm kind of like, from an attorney standpoint, I thought it was pretty interesting. Why don't you tell us what you think of it? You know, it's an interesting thing that they set up. They talk about keyloggers and the law, and they claim that keylogging is completely legal. I would never use the word completely in any legal scenario because everyone knows in law, it depends. Um, most of you probably know that there are various privacy laws at the state level in the United States. And this, you know, little one page here makes no distinction between federal and state law. It says keyloggers are completely legal. And if you have admin privileges on a personal computer, you may install any software, including keyloggers. So yeah, you can put a keylog on your own computer. That's probably okay. I'd agree with that legally. Then they talk about keyloggers and parental control. And they say, actually, using keyloggers and other monitoring software is unethical in most situations. However, according to some random NNEDV safety net project, I don't know what that is. It's certainly not a law. Children or teenagers living with you don't possess rights of privacy on a personal computer. I'm not sure that's true. Um, I think it would depend on the state. Parents who worry about their children's activity on the Internet may legally monitor the PC. That probably is true with some key caveats, right? It's going to have to be a kid, I think, under the age of 18 or 17, depending on the state, I would guess. I'm not an expert in this area. But that's an overly broad statement. Now, the last one is really fascinating because it talks about keyloggers and employee control. I'm going to read this because I deal with this kind of privacy and security balance all the time at work. So it says, nowadays, many employers use special software to control their staff. By the way, that is really sketchy. I don't know about how you're controlling your staff. You can actually monitor and you can limit what staff can access with their computer, but I would have worded this differently. They did not hire an attorney or a good one to write this. The next day, sometimes they inform their staff about it, but most often they don't. So if you are a company and have any employees outside the US, you definitely have to have some kind of login page that explains your rights as an employer as to what you may or may not monitor. Um, that's default. So if you're only talking about a U.S. company, maybe it's a very, very small company. I guess it's possible that they don't have that level of information. Is it legal to have a key log in the U.S.? Let's just say this. The traditional model that there's no expectation of privacy in the workplace in the U.S. is crumbling, in my opinion. You have several states, including California's through their CCPA Act, um, and several other, interestingly, red states have pretty aggressive privacy laws that do impact employers. So I think this is extremely questionable whether or not you can just start throwing keyloggers on a company's uh, machine. That all, on top of that, there are serious ethical and moral issues that most companies should or would take into account regarding keylogging. Normally, there should be some kind of process to say, if we do have a real risk and threat, we may want to engage keylogging, not as a default, but when needed. And it should be very, very clear as to how and when they do that. If you're just throwing key logging onto your employees for monitoring, you might be violating, if not the law, certainly the morals and ethics of your company. So with that, we have set you up for Act 2, which is coming tomorrow, the actual hack. So the hack. if there was anything in here that you liked, please do like and subscribe on whatever application you're on, because we try to... We try to blast this out there on every social media and YouTube, and we have audio only folks as well. 
And if you're one of those, and specifically if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could give us a five-star review and just say anything nice in there or tell us what your favorite case is, we would totally appreciate that. That's one of the main drivers of our audio-only ability to bring in new listeners. And the other ones we have a little more control over, like YouTube and so forth, but specifically Apple Podcasts, we could use that help. And if you haven't visited our website, go to ecrimebytes.com. And for audio listeners, it's just E-C-R-I-M-E-B-Y, as in yellow milk, T-E-S.com. And for video people, just at the beginning and the end of this, you will actually see it flashed on there in our logo with that sound. So that's where you want to go. And with that, please come back and check out Act 2, The Hack, because we're going to be putting the social engineering and some of this key logging technology that we've primed for you together to see what Shirik Patel did with the hotel he chose as a victim here. So we'll see you then. Thanks. Bye.